Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Wars podcast, at least for the next several weeks. That's right, it's shore leave 10 forwards times and we're watching a Star War, or several Star Wars, chiefly the ones that we did not cover before, so that means the original trilogy and the prequels trilogy and the first film from the sequel trilogy does this also mean that we'll be covering the Life Day special? No, because it Why? won't fit in the calendar. Damn. And, al- and also, it you know, to actually find it is really not necessarily easy guaranteed. Watched all of it Shush. very handily, like not the last two years. Guaranteed that episode that that time where Grandpa Wookie was jerking it to Fantasy Singer. Dude, don't spoil the movie for me. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you'd seen Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, speaking of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that movie. That's what we're going to watch today. You know, the best Star War. The Star War where we hear the Imperial theme for the first time. And where we see fucking Yoda for the first time. And we find out some secrets about uh, Luke's lineage. And we meet Lando, cape-wearing badass motherfucker, Calrissian. And we go to Cloud City. And they finally fucking power C-3PO down a couple times. Those are like the best times in the whole fucking movies. All of them. Every movie ever. Except for the scenes he's not in. Those are also good scenes. What else happens in this movie? I don't know. We meet the Emperor. He has an ugly motherfucker. Uh, I know I don't have to summarize, but I'm trying to think of other good things that happen. Oh, we see those quill pig things. <coughs> and uh, Hans and Casing Carbonite. And uh, we hear lots and lots of uh, the, the catchphrases you know and love, such as, I love you. I know. And, uh, scruffy-looking nerf herder, and, uh... Scruffy-looking? Exactly. And, uh... I thought this this thing smelled bad on the outside. Oh, you're showing catchphrases. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's something happened on Hoth. It was fine. Something Uh, happened on Hoth. Yeah, there was some, uh, walkers... Texas oh, that Rangers? battle on Hoth. I told yeah, you. you know, I, I have already forgotten. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Imperial really? Walkers, Texas, Texas Rangers. Rangers. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Since you thought it was funny, that was officially just for you. Thank um, you. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the movie. And uh, if you want to know the temperature on Hoth, bitch, it's lukewarm. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Fucking Excellent. I both love and despise that in equal measure. So welcome. I only love it. Thank you, Ames. That's because you are better in all ways than anyone else on the planet. Well, I'm about, I'm about to break your bubble here. All right, get it. Why is this the best one? Because I don't. I maybe I'm just not a Star Wars person. But I was. I after this movie, I'm like, oh wait, that's right. This is the one that everyone says is the best. And I need an explanation. I think it's the best because they're all actually middling movies at the core of them. Ah, and okay. this is the least middling. There it is. Like, what do you mean? Wow. What do you mean, why is this the best? Okay. Because I it mean, is objectively the least bad or the most good, whichever you prefer. They kept uh, they kept George Lucas 
very you know far away from this one i think and and i think that helps mm. plus so like, hold on hold on though all right we've kind of started chatting but uh who the fuck are we oh, oh fuck well i feel like we haven't remembered to introduce ourselves for weeks no i know but it's especially important this week because we might not be alone <gasps> Yo, the force is with us no. darth <laughs> vader I didn't know Darth Vader. I didn't, was I didn't be pay on the for a cameo from Darth Vader. Jeez. It's not a cameo. He's really here. What? Force what? ghosting around. Well, uh, I'm Caitlin. Who wants to introduce themselves next? Usually Jake does. Oh, am I next in the order? Yeah. I see, see, it's been so long since we've done this. No, like literally, though, right? Uh, I'm Jake. This is Chris. This is Ames. This is Carl. What? Darth Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl, how'd you get Today. here? Zoom. Ooh. No, no, no. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, Warp speed? No, no, that's... Light speed. I don't know what they call communications in Star Wars. Radio. I fixed the hyperdrive. There we go. Good fixed job. It. There we go. There it is. There it is. Somebody <laughs> <did>. <laughs> it's not my fault! Okay, oh, Jerry. God, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a, a Star Wars remake with the cast of Seinfeld. No, God, oh. no. Jerry... <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld is a terrible actor. Yeah, see, but Jerry I mean, would be. Isn't everybody? Han, aren't, aren't a lot of people in a Star Wars too? Or some people in a not Star as, War? No, he he is. I guess I, he's a terrible, terrible actor. He's he's really elevated by his co-stars on that show. I feel yeah. like he would have to be. I feel like he has to be R two D or C three PO, doesn't he? Kind of. He could be. Works. Yeah, he could be C three PO, and then George could be R two D two. Beep, Jerry. Beep. Excellent. Well done. So, yeah. Kramer could yeah. be the racist one. <laughs> oh. The Emperor? Yes. Is the Emperor racist? Uh, in the expanded universe, usually. Oh, really? Mm. Huh. Oh, well, too bad that isn't canon and no one gives a fuck. Yeah, that's well, why you never see any aliens in the Empire. Yeah, that it's was all, literally, humans. it was just a way to explain away why all the Stormtroopers oh. were human. I no explanation. He only liked British guys. Yes. No explanation as to why most of the Rebels were only human. Yeah, well, we see more variety in the rebels. Yeah, I think. there's um a little bit. There's a uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's a trap Mon man. Calamari there. Yeah, yeah. not yet. I say it's well, the next no, movie. But just in general, a lot of money, more aliens in the rebellion. Yeah, seems like they had this, a lot of money in this movie too, compared to the the previous they one. Yeah, fucking they transporters did. Interestingly, and shit. Interestingly, before we get into it, George to stop had us a, from getting into it. What the fuck? George had a plan B. If Star Wars... I thought we meant George Costanza, and we hadn't gotten off of that yet. <laughs> damn it. Sorry, no. He's going to tell you to go back to the jerk store. Beep! Sorry. <laughs> it's George. the summer of George. George Lucas had a plan B uh, for if... So there basically, there were three possible outcomes as far as he could tell for Star Wars. I would flop, and nothing would happen with the franchise ever again, and whatever. Done. Check it off the list. Which did seem likely based on how shitty of a director he is. Go on. It does well enough to get the sequel he wants. Or it does just well enough for Fox to say, all right, we'll do one more, but you got to scale it back. So he wrote a treatment for a different sequel, which yeah. would have been Luke and Leia, because uh, Harrison Ford was expensive and already bitching about Star Wars. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I think this became like a off. book or something? Yes. Yes, called Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I read it a thousand years ago, and it was weird. 
Like, it would have introduced some really bizarre concepts relating to the Force, and... Yeah, it's probably for the best that it didn't happen that way. But huh. uh, if anyone is interested, I, I think you can still buy it somewhere. Does, um, digitally, yeah. nothing else. Does it introduce the idea of the uh, mitochondrians? <laughs> no, it, it had to do with like a bunch of weird crystals instead. Sorry, isn't it midichlorians? Okay. Yeah, that's the joke. Um, oh. But yeah, it would have all taken place on one planet to save money on like locations. Bottle episode, eh? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you know, just Luke and Leia. I, maybe the droids were there, I don't remember. But yeah, well, we so already got been... the droid, so why not? Yeah, but, yeah, and Anthony Daniels will work for you know, sandwich money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then complain Walter. about it, but yes. you will work. Yes. <laughs> oh, is, is Anthony Daniels the Walter Koenig of Star Wars? No, because by all accounts, Anthony Daniels is a prick. Oh, well, never mind that. <laughs> uh, really? Whereas uh, people seem to like Walter Koenig. He's I like Walter Koenig. Yeah. That's upsetting. Yeah, no, Not he is surprising, but it is upsetting. Huge asshole. Hmm. Wow. That's unfortunately. Well, wow. Well cast then, because nobody likes C3PO either. Yeah. Now was it the fame that made him an asshole? That I don't know. Imagine that like, though. Imagine fame? being like a big, you know, full of yourself jerk off because you played the fucking golden robot the in Star Wars robot. that everybody dislikes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he did a lot of theater as well, um, and it may be the kind of deal where he's resentful that he is is well robot. known for. Although he he grabs like he's always C three PO. Like the, no matter how small a video game you make, mm. you'll get him. Yeah, and he'll. We should invite him like, how the mad podcast. can you be when you're making hand over fist for fucking bullshit for the rest of your life? Like yeah. I know. I'm just saying, like yeah. It would be great to be known for something that you felt strongly about artistically, but on the other hand, he sleeps on a big fucking pile of money at night. I think he's yeah. been in more Star Wars movies than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, I think he's been. I think he's been in all of them, right? No, because he wasn't in Solo. Oh, three PO wasn't in Solo, but Anthony Anthony Daniels was. Oh, he was. Yeah, we talked about this when we covered Solo. He I was believe one of the, you. I've... He was a Wookiee named Tack. Okay, so there we go. He has been in. He's the only person to be in every Star Wars movie. Although I, I heard Mark Hamill also announced that he was actually in every Star Wars movie, but not you. You can't tell he's playing. Oh, like that's a right. He's a lot character. of. He's also a lot of voices. voices. So they may be Todd. Yeah. yeah. Which is oh, great. except he does he's good. on the prequels, of course. Yeah, Mark Mark but, Hamill uh, seems great. Like, yeah, I was gonna say that's the difference. I've that always, nobody this fucking is, hates Mark Hamill because he's a fucking delight. He is. Well, and always, in this movie, oh, sorry, go ahead. I've always said like Mark Hamill. If, I feel like Mark Hamill got his dream job, but didn't know it because Star Wars didn't exist until he was in it. Ah, but like, he I created like, his own dream job. Yeah, like he's one of those people that, you know, had he grown up on Star Wars, have been like, I want to be in Star Wars someday. But instead, he was already in Star Wars. So sorry, what are we going to say, Carl? Yeah, tell us about um, this movie, Carl. He, um, I'll tell you why I think this is the best uh, of the saga, personally. And part of it has to do with Mark Hamill. I just think this is the best directed movie. Mm. I think that the characters are most interesting. I think the I think the lighting is best, honestly. I think it has the most different kinds of topography. I think that the um, because the cast knows what they were doing, and because the director Irving Kirshner could sort of pull stuff out of them, you know, a lot of a lot of it is written for human drama rather than the sort of lock down the camera and go Lucas hmm. style. 
And for, for Mark Hamill in particular, I just think he's the perfect age at this movie for this movie. He, he's, he whines a lot, but he's also like, you know, he's getting buff. He's exactly at that sensitive kind of age where he's not like a, like a mature Jedi Knight. But like every, every scene with him and Yoda, I just love. Yeah, that's because Yoda's in it, though. And that's because Yoda's in it. And I, I don't know, I, I, you know, they were completely afraid of uh, Luke and Yoda because they were like, this is going to come off like a children's show. And I swear to God, I don't know what it is that makes those scenes better than like Blue's Clues, but it it, it, it works. Whoa. Are you saying and... something is better than Blue's Clues, Carl? <laughs> that's actually only that's very, flip. That's very only timely, one. too. Yes. Because, that's the uh... second Blue's Clues reference I've heard today. <laughs> that's because Steve recently He's been around. gave us, made us all a video to tell us how sorry he was for ditching us 20 years ago. And he cares. still loves us. I must be the only person to know. who did not... Okay. Watch Blue's Clues. Only you reason are. I watched Blue's Clues was because it was the only way to get to the fucking Nick in the Afternoon shit I wanted to watch. It was Nick Jr. or Bust when I was a kid, man. Yeah. It was the mm. only thing on. So it was like, fine. Blue's Clues is fine. When Gullah Gullah Island comes on, I'm going to switch to soap operas, but I'll watch Blue's Clues mostly because I had a little bit of a crush on our best friend Steve. See, I, oh. I was watching reruns of Quantum <laughs> Leap on. Uh, See, I had, I had a bit, of a, a bit of a crush on Mailbox. <laughs> I got a type though. Oh it's man, do I have mail a type? It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. Anyway, I fucking love. <laughs> I love Steve. I'm glad that he's okay. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, so so just quickly going back to the Mark Hamill thing, it's very clear that he got either some acting lessons or he thrives under a director that directs because his yep. performance was he, much improved. He acts or, best with puppets. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it just. We, I mean, we said it. Before. I think we probably said it last week. George Lucas doesn't know how to direct people. He just doesn't. He doesn't know how people talk. He doesn't know how people act or think. Like, it's very strange. It's almost like he's not people. Uh, yeah. I actually think maybe Mark Hamill had a life-threatening accident and maybe that shook something loose. That's true. Mm. Maybe he had more to draw from. Yeah, now, which, you know? which I don't know if this is... I know that he had had a major car accident mm -hmm. and had to have, like, facial reconstruction. And... I remember hearing that the whole um, monster attack on Hoth was was sort of done to write in his appearance. Yeah, his appearance having changed significantly. I don't know if that's who the if fuck could even fact. tell yeah. though. Who the fuck could even tell? And who could have told in like the eighties? Like you know, I mean, on the big screen, yeah. But like, if you were watching it at home on your fucking you know 12 inch cathode ray tv with your early vcr you weren't gonna be able to tell he looked exactly the fucking same to me and i've got hd what's funny to me is i always thought he looked more different between empire and jedi than between new hope and empire mm. but it might just be because they cut his hair it's because he finally went through puberty yeah. I, mean, I think he i yeah. think he just he looks older like he looked like i know it's only been you know two years or three years since the previous movie but he looks considerably more mature to me yeah he stops looking like your doofy little brother and like someone you'd like to bang in empire i think speaking only for myself oh well i mean when he was running around in the swamp climbing ropes and shit i mean a i want to i want to do that because that looks like fun 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I want to do that because that looks like fun. I'd like him to climb me like a rope. <laughs> Wear I, me like a backpack. <laughs> I read that. I don't know. Good God. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you fucking know what it means. Jesus Christ. All right, cool. I wish you were Yoda. <laughs> Buffalo Bill school supplies. I mean, they if they don't make a uh, a backpack like, oh, they like that is shaped like Yoda, and also they if they don't make a backpack shaped like th- disassembled C three PO, that they might not. But they also, I know, I know that. Uh, are you just about to talk about Think Geek, Jake? Go ahead. Yeah, I was go ahead. Say, yeah, go the, ahead. Yep. There was um, there was a Think Geek, which used to be it's a it was like a apparel store for nerds. Oh yeah, I forgot they're gone. Fuck. They're gone? Yeah. When did that happen? They got bought by Hot Game games, GameStop, oh, I think. Dang. And then they just kind of phased it out. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, so like they, they had, loved it as a new they had a, a, a April Fool's joke one year that you could buy the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. <laughs> and it was an April Fool's gag. Damn it. But like That's everybody brilliant. was like, I want the ta-. So they yeah, actually so they ended up making the product and, yeah. they were, and they sold it. Yeah. Listen to the fans. They will yeah. throw money at you. The zipper, the zipper for it, I remember, hat was shaped like a little tiny lightsaber. Oh, shit. Really? Did yeah. like random oh, like water balloons come out when you opened it up? <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, do we have any idea what that actually was, Ames? Was it actually water balloons? Oh, I don't know. There's, there's, I didn't do, I don't do a ton of research on, on the movies just because it's scattered all over the internet and fuck that. There's Fair not enough, a, there's yeah. like, w- Wikipedia is no memory alpha. <laughs> yeah, well, Wikipedia no. is more dedicated to being like in universe, hmm. whereas memory alpha is more a, uh, you know, it's dedicated more to be like fans being completionists. Yeah, yeah, and it'll talk about stuff as it affects. Like, it, there's a mix of here's how it works in universe, and here's real world shit. Whereas Wikipedia he, is mostly like we're writing this like it's an encyclopedia for people in the Star Wars universe, yeah, and, and and also on Memory Alpha, like here's an exhaustive list of background props that you may have seen in other episodes. Exactly, yes. they do that a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I was gonna go back to to Hamill's accident because I didn't I didn't go for t- far down this rabbit hole, but the comment that I read was uh, Lucas told Hamill that his character would have been replaced entirely if he had died from that accident. Fuck. So how how bad was this accident? Apparently not bad enough that Lucas wasn't willing to add a little extra trauma. Jesus. Wow. So what would uh, I guess Leia would have taken over, huh? I I don't know. I wonder How if that's would they explain that though. It's like the hero of the rebellion who destroyed the the Death Star and rescued Princess Leia, and he's he 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 went back to his home world. His people needed him. Well, you, you, you know, know I mean, <laughs> the movie starts with Vader hunting them down. They could have just been like, you know, Luke Skywalker was lost helping others escape or something, and. Yeah, fan, fan canon is was not what it is now in the seventies. Yeah, like it definitely think. would have been a bummer as a viewer. Like, wow, he died off screen between movies. Uh, but that's probably how they would have handled it. Mm. And it still would have been better than like anything they did in Episode Nine. You mean with Leia? No, just anything. Literally anything. That movie was fucking awful. Oh, I um, I I have a confession. I think um. <gasps> Karma when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I, I think I watched this movie for, for the first time when I was eight uh, with my dad. And 
There are a few shots in this movie where Darth is looking out the window, and they, they are zoomed in so that you can only see Darth and the uh, field of space mm. through the window. You see his helmet, and basically stars are behind it. So I thought, uh, when I was a kid, I thought from that that Darth Vader was in a spaceship that was shaped like his helmet. <laughs> um, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that is, and, I love that. And the 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 and here's the real part. Uh, I started listening a few years ago to Star Wars Minute podcast, and uh, they mention that. One of them had two friends who thought the exact same thing. Nice. Whoa. So there is, I'm convinced there's a Mandela effect thing out there where all, a lot of us think that Darth, and you must admit, like, this would be a much worse movie if Darth just went around in a ship shaped <laughs> like his head. It would be a cartoon that's, show. That's, <laughs> that's like Megatron shit right there. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> In a way, it, it feels like something that should have been in Spaceballs. Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> like instead of Mega Maid, they should have been going around in just an even bigger helmet. I mean, oh, to God. be fair, that is basically the plot of every Batman. Sure. It does work. Eventually. It does. I don't uh, know but, why. But speaking of Darth Vader's actual ship, that's a fucking ship. Yeah. Like, that reveal when they when it's just you know. We're hearing the the Imperial song for the first time, and you see the Star Destroyers, which, you know, we already knew were big. Yeah. And I think in this movie, they, you know, made the models more detailed or something, or at least we got a lot more close-ups of, of the, the models. Yeah. And then you just see that shadow come in and just cover all of those Star Destroyers, and then you see just this fucking city-sized ship. Yeah, that is... I was going to bring that up, too, because it's such a great way to, like... Because, I mean, the whole thing with the original movie is there's that... That's the opening, like, here's this little ship, and then here's this thing that doesn't feel like it's going to end. You know, chasing it. So, yeah. in that movie, that's the giant thing that you're like, ooh. And then you suddenly, they're just like, oh, that? No, no, that's a little bitch. That's there's a always a bigger ship. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey. this, this is... Forget this. Here comes this motherfucker. And the like you said, Jake, the way they do it is so great because they don't just show it right away. They they let there be a shadow. So you go like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But this is the baddest boy on the block. What's going on? I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs> and that that right there is, again, like just a sign of a better director. Yeah. How do you like that set, too? Like the set where Darth Vader has the floor all to himself and everyone works below him in a trench. He's got a literal bridge, basically. He's got a bridge, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It's I mean, it must suck to be the navigator, but it sucks to be everyone. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, you know, we should we should praise. I think one of the secret weapons of this movie are the classy actors who play the henchmen for Vader, the the crew of the uh, the executor, because it is really they have a certain dignity to them, Mm -hmm. and uh, it is really that which prevents this from being like Star Scream, you know, fighting with the Decepticons or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that moment when they they lose Han and he says, uh, "I'm going to go apologize to Lord Vader," and like you can tell everyone knows he's not coming back. Yeah, no, like, Does he know? Does that guy know he's oh, off he to knows. death? I think he knows. Oh, I mean, no. he knows when he, he got knows. his job. So Vader's already iced like two people by yeah, the start of the film. And the next film. guy that he fucking <laughs> he immediately says, like, "Okay, you're in charge now." That guy's like, "Fuck." Well, yeah, the minute the captain left the ship, the first officer sighed and put on a captain's badge. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
I think my I favorite my favorite Vader moment. Okay, my two favorite Vader moments. One uh, is when he's basically in a cup holder and he's about three inches tall and, and in somebody's <laughs> uh, little, little uh, ship, and that's hilarious. <laughs> but the moment everything has gone to shit and everyone and, and like the good guys have escaped. And Vader just looks around, like, like standing stoically in the room. Everyone in the room is like, we're all fucking dead. Oh, no. And he just, like, walks slowly out of the room. Is so tense and great. Yeah. He doesn't kill anyone, but it's the scariest part of the movie. I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna add in an honorable mention for the moment when Luke jumps off the platform and he's got his arm outstretched. And then when Luke jumps, he just kind of like drops it in this like I've never seen more emotion from a fully masked character because you can just tell the the emotion there was like, really? <laughs> really? You jump? <laughs> Prowse's emotive at strange times. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the dropping of that arm that yeah. gets me every time. Yeah, it's so like it seems unvader like and yet it works so well because well. like he because it's one of those things where he knew that he had won that there mm. was there was no way out for luke at that point like he, he he was going to win and then luke is like he found the other way yeah it must have been interesting to be a star wars fan in 1977 because so much of this stuff that we now know of canon is up for grabs. Like, kids at that time really spent a lot of time trying to figure out... Like, people didn't even know who Darth Vader was. Like, yeah. so, some, you know, to listen to them talk about it, like, some some kids thought he was a robot. Uh, some kids thought that he was, like, a monster. And there is actually... Both right, really. It's true. Complicating the problem was, like, you know, that Lucas got rich by holding on to the merchandising rights, of course. Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff that they, they didn't prepare carefully and they just threw out. So there would be weird stuff like, like, for example, I've heard there was a trading card somewhere which claims that Darth Vader is a is from a race of fish people that live underwater and he needs to be in the suit because it, because it keeps him water? fresh. Yeah, full it's, of water. It's, it's a reverse scuba suit. There you go. Yeah. George Lucas saw that and thought, well, no, but I'm going <laughs> to steal that for the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, what I can't imagine because we're, we're, we're too distant from it now and that I think, I think you go in knowing Darth Vader is Luke's father, but I can't imagine yeah. the people learning that in theaters. Oh my exactly. God, I know. I, I, every time something comes up that like you don't, like the things that we know, like as like we're born knowing it almost. Yeah, it's incredible to think. Like, imagine the yeah. first time you saw Luke get his arm chopped off. The first time you saw Yoda, and the first time, yeah, you heard that he's like, "I'm your father." Oh God, you know. It, were, it was like it was like the you know the only comparable moment I think for people that were not around to experience it live was be like when we learned that Ray's father. <laughs> Uh, Ray's grandfather was actually the emperor. Son of a bitch. Like, what a shocking twist. Whoa. Well, I know, well, we've had her on the show before. Uh, Kelly, uh, Justice's wife, was on the show before. And I know she specifically did not see the original trilogy until after all the prequels. Wow. And she prides herself on being as one of the first people to ever do this because literally after watching the final of the prequels, which we'll be covering the next couple of weeks. She went and binged New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. And I think it was in, like, 
what, what's the third prequel? Uh, Revenge of the Sith? Sith. Yeah, yeah Sith, I think it's yeah. in that one where she just like proclaims like, oh, Luke and Leia are sister and brother. Because she wouldn't have known. And that, well, it, it's weird when people don't know the things that you think are just common knowledge. Yep, which mm. really makes the kiss on Hoth just... Yeah, I was going to say, it's, oh, boy. it's oh, especially oh. weird when Luke and Leia don't know because they fuck around. Yowza. Oh, God. Welcome to any old English novel. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I, I do kind of wonder, because they had that scene in there. The kiss I don't scene? Th- yeah. I don't think they would have had that in there if they had already planned for them to be siblings. I think no. Lucas was already thinking about it, though. Here's I mean, what I'm definitely the hinting. This, the kiss was this movie, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's but what he I knows, But he knows that they're brother and sister in this movie. No, Does he knows he? in the next one. The, I thought. Who was the nope. he in your sentence, Craig? Oh, you're right. I was talking. I was thinking Luke because they're ah. talking about there's another and all no. that shit. No, yeah, they right. only hint. Know. They hint that Leia. Is, it has the force. It has the force. force. Yeah. And like, true. you know, they say there's another, and then they also have the scene at the end where she hears Luke. Yeah, but that's at the that very, is, very end. That doesn't mean she's a Skywalker. It just right. means she has the Schwartz. Now, here's what I've, I've, I've read a little bit about where Lucas had, like, had all this story. Because he has... I know we questioned last week just how much of the trilogy was actually written when Just New Hope came out, even though he claims that the whole thing was kind of in development at the time. But this movie, he claims he already knew uh, Vader was going to be Luke's father in the first couple of uh, of drafts, even though it was not in there. So that's interesting. But basically, so he had like the outline and he drafts uh, Lee Brackett, who was a um, big sci-fi writer. And she wrote up a draft that wasn't great and then immediately died of horrible cancer. Oh, God. So Damn. she's still credited in the movie, even though they didn't keep a lot of what she did, uh, and then handed the rest over to Lawrence, Ka- Lawrence Kasdan, who was also working on the Indiana Jones screenplay. But here's what Brackett's script featured, which sounds like it would have been a very interesting movie. First of all, there would be a, a very distinct love triangle between Luke, Leia, and Han, and Leia would be met way more damsily all movie long. Yeah. Uh, Yoda was originally named Minch. Nope. Uh, Take that. Luke had a hidden <laughs> sister named Nelith and was not Leia. Hmm. Lando Calrissian was known as Lando Kadar. Luke's That's- father was still not Darth Vader and was still another dis- uh, like distinct character who would have appeared as a fo- appeared as a Force ghost on hmm. Dagobah. And Han, at the end, was going to leave in search for his uncle, Oven Marek, uh, Merrick, quote, the most powerful man in the universe after the Emperor. What? Oh, no. Yeah, they were, they were going to make Han like a, um, like a snotty uh, stepkid. <laughs> like, I hate my dad, man. Well, we keep saying there's only two families in the universe, so. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Dad, I need 15,000 credits to pay off Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Get a job! It's interesting because in, uh, in the books, he would get a shitty uncle named Thracken Sal Solo. Good name. Who was like a just complete scumbag. Like, Han's a lovable scumbag. This guy was just a scumbag with mm. no redeeming qualities. Scoundrel. Um, scoundrel. So beyond scoundrel, just just the worst. No, I was just 
No, I know. Well, uh, you see, it's a line in the in the movie. No, I, I know. But it's it's something that Han says. So one thing that occurred okay. to me that we didn't bring up last week was scruffy it, looking. Was uh. <laughs> You know, one one of the people that's really responsible for these movies succeeding uh, is Ralph McQuarrie, who was the concept artist, mm. who like apparently you know he did some drawings and drafts based on early drafts of the script, and like these fantastic pieces that George brought to Fox was part of what convinced them to uh, bankroll this thing, and you know it had like. The early, early C-3PO, which, you know, 3PO obviously is inspired by the robot from Metropolis, but in the early drawings just straight up was the robot from Metropolis. Mm. R2 was a little shorter and had, like, an arm <laughs> kind of just hanging off the side. Like, hey! <laughs> like, I just a you're human like, arm? <laughs> no, no, like a, like a little crane arm, almost. I thought you were going to be like, in original concept drawings, R2 was a literal trash can. Um, there's, like, early versions of Cloud City. Showing stormtroopers with lightsabers. Like, originally, everybody's going to have lightsabers. Ooh. Before they decided it was unique to the Jedi. I want lightsabers. Uh, and what's funny yeah. is, you know, is is that Macquarie would later do work on uh, Star Trek Phase 2. Hmm. And his original design for the... Which is funny, because I don't think he worked on Star Trek before... But before he came with the X-Wing, he designed the Y-Wing, which has very, like, Star Trek-looking nacelle engines. And then when he goes and works on Star Trek Phase 2, he designs the original idea for the Refit Enterprise, which has the very triangular, you know, Star Destroyer-shaped engineering hull that would later get recycled into the USS Discovery. So look at that. There's a Star Trek connection in the form of Ralph McQuarrie. It's crazy, wonderful art. Like... There's so many collections of his art. You can buy his books, just find online. It's it's amazing stuff. It's really beautiful. Well, the whole and the whole U- Lucasfilm universe was kind of the center of all this stuff in the 70s. I, one of my favorite kind of tidbits about this, you know, this is when George Lucas was incorporating Lucasfilm and like moving to Northern California and and claiming himself as an independent. But he he was so up in this that a lot of his crew were working on the original Battlestar Galactica during the time that he was suing the original Battlestar Galactica <laughs> for plagiarism. Well, that's that's something. Well, of course, I mean, a lot of the special effects for the TNG era movies would be done by Lucasfilm. Yeah. You know, for all that the fans create this fake rivalry, like, they're hand in glove a lot. They really are. And it, it's strange to look back kind of when you, you know, I was always a Star Trek fan and I, I was a little skeptical of Star Wars because it, first it had war in the title. Hmm. Who wants, who likes war? It's not me. What is and, it uh, I guess, I guess I just, I didn't think they spent enough time in space. I thought they were on planets too much. Mm. But, uh, who's, you know, who's to say? When yeah. I was a kid, I would kind of go back and forth depending upon like, basically whichever one I had experienced the most recently. Mm. I, I loved the X-Wing books in middle school. I didn't see any Star Trek except for, like, the episode Trouble with Tribbles in my youth, and I loved Star Wars as a kid. I think partly because my uncle, my one of my, well, I guess I can say it. They don't listen to this. My favorite uncle was only, like, 13 years older than me, so I kind of got to play with, like, all his fucking sweet, like, original Star Wars toys and shit. He had, like, a tauntaun that you, like, pushed <laughs> a little Luke into. It had, like, a little trapdoor on its back, so you could have Luke, like... Riding the Tauntaun. 
Nice. Fucking awesome. <laughs> and another little trap door, you can shove them inside the belly. Yeah, mm. that's right, to keep them alive. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, for, for me, like, Star Wars was something I really liked. I was really into the uh, the Force. I think that's what I liked about Star Wars, just, just the idea of the Force and things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we all want to be fucking magic, you know? Yeah, right? Like wizard shit. Yeah. And fucking swords made of lasers. Like, fuck, yes. It's interesting about the Force, you know, I, I think... I'm curious how the youngest people think about the prequels versus the original, because like there's no doubt that the prequels sort of have better fights from a technical standpoint. Oh yeah, but it's also airless. You know, it's like like you know, on this movie they literally went to Norway. They went to Finsk, Norway. Yep. Uh, they yeah, went to a glacier. To, and now you go to green screen land. Yeah, yeah. They don't go anywhere. Sad. For, yeah, and like I really think the movie gains from like. You know, Mark Hamill is literally trying to keep his shit together as he he goes through like a twenty week boot camp to make this movie. Yeah, mm. yeah. The, the, the I remember like back in the, watching an old uh, back in the day, like the Sci Fi Channel would at least once a year do a weekend where they would just marathon the Star Wars movies and old like making of stuff from like some of it was contemporaneous. And, you know, they're talking about, like, camera equipment freezing and what a fucking nightmare it was. Yeah, God. But, you know, looks good on camera, once you sure thought. It does. Oh, and, of course, Battle of Hoth featuring uh, Julian Glover, one of my favorite character actors, because he has tried to murder all of your heroes. Because he is the lead, like, tank commander of the Walker unit. He's the bad guy in Indiana Jones 3. Mm-hmm. He is a Bond villain. He's a Doctor Who villain. And one of our favorite Doctor Who villains. Yeah. Well, or at least, I don't know if he's my favorite villain, but he's in one of my favorite classic Who episodes. Yeah, like, and he even, he shows up in Game of Thrones. He's still kicking. And he's just this, this wonderful That's character. Oh, yeah. He's the, he's the, uh, he's that old man. The right? Meister, the, the Meister, yeah. the, hey, Meister. The whatever. bad guy. But yeah, no, he he has tried to kill pretty much everyone you ever loved as a child. And I like to point out that, (laughs) as far as we know, he survives the Battle of Hoth. So he tries to kill, like, our Star Wars heroes and gets no comeuppance for it, unlike so many others. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Battle of Hoth, I noticed... And I never picked up on this before. Actually, there's a couple things that I'd never picked up before on this movie. I'll mention one of them first, which is when we first see C-3PO and R2-D2, they're bickering because apparently they turned on the heaters in Princess Leia's room on Mm -hmm. Hoth and melted the ice and soaked all of her clothes. And I never picked up on that detail before, but there's an argument happening between the, the, the androids. Yep. Wait, are you um, serious right now? No, no I'm actually absolutely serious. When we first see them, C three PO is like, "Well, how did I know that, that we were not supposed to turn the heaters on? How are we going to get all their all of her clothes dry?" Mm. Yeah, it's so, it's a subtle thing. You have to kind of like work backwards. Like, wait, what are they talking about? Like, I've seen this movie probably you know a dozen times over my life, and I never picked up on that argument. Yeah. Um, well, that's because when you're a dumb kid, you don't think of these things. Yeah. The, the other thing I um. I noticed that I don't think I noticed before is that when they're talk when the Emperor Pyre is talking about uh you know going to Hoth to to fight the the rebels 
they say they mention that it's the sixth planet of the Hoth system. So this planet mm. isn't actually Hoth. Hoth. That actually yeah. might be SETI Alpha. Yeah, Hoth. this right. is Hoth six, right? Yeah, watching that the the various things that happen on Hoth, I was reminded a whole lot to when we covered RoboCop, just in terms of large robot like construction things that you just tip over to show they're dead. <laughs> And amazing, yeah. amazing stop motion shit. Yeah, like, yeah like throwing, the stop motion was so good. Throwing yeah. ED-209 down the stairs, everything <laughs> looks great falling over. That's yeah. that's one thing, because again, I know we talked about this last week, you know, we're watching this on Disney+, Plus, so we've unfortunately got the special editions. Oh, they're a sponsor. But the good thing is, they seem to have left the Battle of Hoth alone. Like, yeah. it seems to be all the original effects... Including the one slightly awkward chicken walker in the background. Yeah, one thing I noticed, so we actually watch half of the movie with the uh, theatrical release, and then there was something wrong with the video file, so I had to get a, get the um, the special edition. Which, I also must have gotten the extra special edition, because, let me tell you something. Alright, well, first, first things first. Things about the Battle of Hoth. One thing I noticed about the Battle of Hoth, is you used to be able to see through the speeders when they were showing clips from inside the speeder. Oh, yeah, I think they did fix that. Oh, to do like so the I transparency kind of overlay yeah, thing? Yeah, I, th I, think, I, think, I think the problem was, so like if you ever watch this, you know, Ships in Space, there's always, in an, an old movie specifically where they're using mats, you can usually see the cutout yeah. for the, the transparency on the mat. Yeah. And... I think again, you know, but against a dark background, it's not too bad. But I bet against a light background, that's really obvious. So I imagine that they did was probably just like didn't fully expose, or like they probably had to, like, I don't know. You pro basically the point is, I think you would have gotten a really hard outline around the shape of the speeder mm. if they had completely made it opaque. Yeah. So I think to to fix that, they just made it a little less opaque and hope people wouldn't notice that's my best guess either that or just they didn't have the technology nice well you you were going to complain about our special version that oh we had my to watch. fucking lord oh oh poor oh, jake he was very oh. sad i was very sad because you know again this is a movie I, I you know i really like i have a lot of good memories about it and um you know i had um you know i had the vhs copies obviously when i was a kid uh actually they were like v you know like vcr recordings um that we took so that you know like just, off of tv yeah they weren't even like with commercials they, with old commercials intact i don't think so oh snap i think, I think my dad was pretty good at editing i know right out. um you know and then i think i had the i think i had the tapes of the special edition and i didn't and uh, things just seemed out of place so i eventually when i was a little older i managed to get a copy of the uh, of DVDs that had been transferred from Laserdisc because mm. they had Laserdisc editions of these movies from like, the early 90s or, or late 80s or something and somebody took them and, and transferred them to, to DVD in the early 2000s before you could actually buy that from Lucas. And I think now you can get, or at least it, there was one edition of Star Wars release where they also released the Laserdisc cut but anyway, so I th that was the version I always watched. And so this was my first time seeing the special edition in many, many years. And I just got to say, there's so much garbage that they do that really pisses me off. Like the 
the just out of place CG bits. Oh, like, it's awful. Like the it's like, almost unwatchable. The the fucking Falcon. There, there's approaching. so much charm to lack of CG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they have the, the this this long extended scene of the Falcon flying through Cloud City, and it's just like mm-hmm. eh, we don't need that. And then I swear, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I think they added, they took the windows out of Cloud City and replaced them with CG graphics of like shit happening outside. They did, they yeah. Probably did. They they added windows where there hadn't been before, so you could see stuff happening. What had been a dead-end hallway was now just an open-air thing, so you could, again, see... Like, I think the only reason they left Hoth basically alone was because they were spending all their time on CGifying Cloud City. Yeah. Uh. But the thing that, the thing that like, really kind of irritated me is they replaced the voice of... Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Boba Fett with the guy that plays him on Mandalorian. Stupid. And I'm like, What? Well, to be fair, it, it wasn't. It was because he was him in the prequels, right? Yeah, obviously, but, it, it predates the Mandalorian. Is all I mean, but yes. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but yes, yeah, you're but, correct. But, but yeah, he, didn't, he did. That yeah. guy didn't play Boba Fett in the prequels. Oh, he played well, wait a different till they character. fucking chuck Hayden Christensen in as a fucking Force ghost. That pisses me off every fucking time. Um, but yeah. I'm just like, that's really disrespectful to to the actor, in my opinion. That you know, oh, yeah. You know, and that guy did the work. He showed up. He said the lines. He had a cool voice. It wasn't, you know, Kiwi sounding, but. You know. I don't I don't know if he was the yeah. voice, but I know that the guy who was in the suit actually briefly appears as an Imperial officer. He's the like blonde guy that Lando yeah. captures with his men. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the story there is they just didn't have enough guys around to get into that suit. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you're here, uh, throw this on and uh, restrain Leah. <laughs> oh, well, at least Amazing. he still appears in the movie. Yeah. And this is this is part of the trouble with the special edition. I, I agree with you guys. Like, I, I like these so much more as 70s movies ahead of their time yeah. than sort of con- contemporary movies with limited CGI. But that happened to so many people. I, I think another change they made, they took out the original Emperor. Yeah. Who was originally, I guess it was the effects, the special effects person's wife. And then they edited chimp eyes into, into her eyes. It was creepy as and, fuck. Yeah. yeah, creepy as fuck. And it was very different. You know, McDermott does the sort of, you know, stagey villain voice. But like the, I, I, I kind of, I almost don't know how to react to the original they also it was, like, altered, you know I mean? it was a very like cold. Um, yeah. They also altered the dialogue a little. I forget what it originally was, but they tweaked it a bit. Mm. Right. Yeah. They add. They draw out some stuff about. I think they ha- They add the emperor saying, uh, "Search your feelings." So you that know them to be know true. Them to be true. Oh, that, so that's a callback, and that's a call for it's, it's like yeah. poetry. Yeah, it's, the, right. later, it's a poem. Right? Now, Dumb Jake, poem. did your version have? The unnecessary scream as Luke plunged to his not death. I don't think so. Because that was something that was in, I think, at some point, maybe it was the original special editions. Because they actually, that's the thing, is we talk about the special editions, but he kept fucking with them for a yeah, while. he needs to fucking yeah. stop it. He needs to cut yeah. shit immediately. One of the things he did was cut, like, he had added Luke going, Aah! 
<laughs> oh, when he's drunk. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's realized, what I would do. And he realized it just was incongruous as fuck and took it out later. Well, good. Yeah. Luke is really <laughs> good at landing on shit. Barely yeah. reacted when his fucking hand was cut off. You're going to tell me he's going to yell when he jumps when he planned that fucking jump? Mm. Another bit of unnecessary fucking special edition bullshit. It goes back to what I said last week. Lucas thinks the audience is stupid. Well, he's he's probably at least half right. Where, like, they added in all this extra crap of, like, Vader, like, leaving Cloud City, like, prepare my shuttle, and <laughs> showing it landing, and this and that. It's like, we would have figured... I, when I was a child, and watching the not-fucked-with editions, like, yeah, I worked out, yeah, while all this was going on, Vader probably went back to his ship. I wasn't going, mm. how's he back on his <laughs> ship? And, yeah, you well, know, that's because we were already aware as as entities with, you know, object with trans, not even, with fucking transportation in our lives. See, here's the thing. Holy there, shit, he got from one point to another? <gasps> there were, like, two times in the movie when I actually, like, stopped and was like, how did that get there? First, how did all those Imperial walkers get to Hoth? That's a good question. Because they Very just carefully. fucking show up and they're there and they're a threat all of a sudden when they move maybe two miles an hour. Well, people don't realize this, but chickens aren't actually flightless birds. <laughs> like, did they bring them there and then let them off a ship? Where's this ship? Why didn't they just use that? Did they build them craft? in place? No, they have to be some kind of landing craft. Or maybe they themselves they, can fly down. Isn't that what they steal in Solo? Isn't it a walker carrier or something? Goodness, I don't remember. I don't know because I, I assume that those are Texas Ranger joke again. Fuck. Um, <laughs> that those are basically just tr troop transports, right? It, pretty much, yeah. Like, but then again, they're so fucking impractical. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's a it's one of those things where you have to have suspension of disbelief. Whenever, about the whenever you get control out of over one of them in what is it, Battlefront? Mm. The other game we were playing, Jake. Yeah. yeah. You're just automatically, like, screwed. Because there's no way to control this fucking thing. Nope. Um, they, uh... Yeah. And the my other are ridiculous. And my other question is, so we get out of the asteroid field, suddenly there's a Star Destroyer on our tail. What? I thought we were in the asteroid field to get rid of these guys. Where did this guy come from? He'd been sent in by Lord, Lord Vader. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, he actually does, like, give them shit. So meanwhile, he's like, uh, I have to make a collect call to the Emperor, so we should get out of this asteroid fields. <laughs> Pussy. Well, one of the best bits is when they cut to the fleet, and you see an asteroid take out the bridge of one of the Star Destroyers, and you cut to Vader talking to several captains as holograms, and you see one of them, like, turn and go, ah! And then he flickers out of existence. That yeah, is a that's great, a nice touch. That's a great moment. Like, that, that's great. That was a director that wasn't George fucking. I think the audience needs to see everything Lucas. I mean, again. Mm. Speaking of, just going idiots. quickly back to, to the, the unnecessary Vader leaving Cloud City bit. I also, I may be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that one of the scenes, when he lands on the Star Destroyer and it shows him leaving his shuttle. That is from I, Jedi. That's just a clip from Return of the Jedi. Okay. You I, can that's see what I thought. the guy. Yeah. You yeah, can see the guy saying it, and they just cut it. It's like, wh wh why? Yeah, it's like, wow, so this wasn't only not necessary, it's extra distracting because I'm going, that's just footage from Jedi. Thanks, George, you fucking idiot. That is like a Star Trek move. 
it's like a retro Star Trek movie. We're like it's we're true. having uh you know like the same the same it's that guy um, waving again and doing yeah. backflips on top of the <laughs> ship or whatever, and then and fucking blowing bird of prey up, explosion. yeah, the, bird, up the, the bird of prey blowing up and the guy getting blown out of the bird of prey. But now we've done it through time. We've gone yeah. we've gone to a movie that's that's three years older, and put in a future exploding um bird of prey. And it's like with all the fucking money they spent on this, they couldn't have erased that guy at least. No. Like that's the thing he thought we wouldn't notice, the fucking buffoon. Well, this is this is kind of what fascinates me about George Lucas because he he is to say the least, he is clearly a uh, advocate of digital film and it's it seems like very little else. Yeah. Because I I always get the sense that these all these changes he makes are there 90% to uh, help the industry develop digital video. Like, I'm sure that part of what made, I don't know, uh, Lord of the Rings classic were developed on these 900 re-edits of Star Wars. Like, there's just a certain type of director who gets into the view, the the tech visuals and nothing else, you know? Mm. He's like that. Uh, Robert Zemeckis was like that. Ang Lee is kind of doing that now with uh, with the weird high frame rate thing that oh, makes my no, head spin but like the, these directors just choose they wave that as their ch- torch they're like it is my job i have the privilege and the responsibility of s- creating this new this new frontier of of film and, is such a depressing fall from grace i know yeah like John. he made some truly wonderful movies and then he became everything's gonna be terrifying waxy mocap cg movies yeah Oof. Can I bring us back to Star Wars? Yes, yes Star Wars. Sorry. All right, one, Star thing, Wars. one thing I want to touch upon, because I feel like in, in the current climate, I don't know how I feel about this anymore, because it used to be like the most romantic thing. Oh, Han and Leia, and they're in love, and it's so cute, and they do their cute little flirty thing. And is it, though? No, I don't think really. so anymore. No, no, He's no. just really pushy. Like, it, 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 it kind of becomes toxic after a bit. Kinda, and we yeah. don't know how long exactly they're stuck on the Falcon together. Because mm. that's the thing with this movie. The timeline is potentially way longer than you realize. Mm. Because the Falcon's working at sublight the whole time. Yeah, Like he said Lando was nearby, but he doesn't have a working hyperdrive. They could have been flying there for weeks or months. Well, how long was Luke on Dagobah? They don't say. Aha, interesting. Yeah, I mean, he was—he had to have been there for a while, though. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that is kind of not obvious about this film, but that people, I think, I'm sure some nerds have tried to work it out exactly, but there is a very good chance that they were just stuck on this ship developing Stockholm Syndrome for God knows how long, with only one set of clothes. It's amazing, like, that Lando didn't one pass out from the stench when, uh, you know, yes. oh, my <laughs> Oh, the Wookiee smells better. Uh, I thought these things smelled horrible on the inside. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, no, there's, there's nothing charming about their romance. And uh, it's I'm, pretty uh, clear they bang at some point in Cloud City, because then they're oh, just yeah. all over each other, and it's like, too mm. much, too much. Yep. The stuff I like uh, personally in their relationship is like the the, the bickering, the like you know. Uh, should I get out and should I get out and push? Oh yeah, it might help. Oh yeah, some of the dialogue like, is still yeah. 
The, like the, the dialogue the, is quite good. Yeah, I, I, I certainly don't like it when he... Han reminds me of, like... Uh, you know, in like in, in high school, I, I knew some. I was friends with some girls who had like annoying boyfriends, and like they would like like jump your annoying boyfriend who like jumps on the couch all the time and quotes South Park all the time, and mm-hmm. and at a certain point, you just want to say, "Stop it! She likes you. Stop trying." Hmm. Uh, but they would not. But I but I agree. It's yeah, I certainly don't like it when he when he corners her. Uh, oh and yeah, stuff. especially when she's trying to like when she's trying to like loosen up that piece and like he's yeah. just like all up in her and yeah, like oh you, he starts but massaging you like bad her. men you love bad men don't you and she's like stop and he's like nope no I'm telling you you like bad men yeah no it, uh, that's it it's, I, I was I think I said too it's like one of these things signs of growing up and maturing it's like when you're a kid you think Han is cool he's got his ship and he's a He's a, a great vest smuggler. He's got the bell this, and then you grow up and you mature, and you realize Luke's the better character. And I think one thing I do like about how they do it is it kind of makes the uh, Han and Leia's fate in Episode Seven make more sense. Mm, yeah, it really does. Yeah, in retrospect, you're like, yeah, no, this was never going to work. And it really, it really broke a lot of fan people's hearts when they hear that. But I, well, I think it's a good decision. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they weren't going to stay together for that kid. That kid sucked. <laughs> yes. He's the worst. Well, <laughs> and people don't stay together even if their kid is the best kid. So yeah. yeah, and when your kid turns out to be Neo Space Hitler, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we fucked up. I think the other problem is, you know, you, you have you, we, you know, we, you have all seen on Star Trek like just how bad sort of nerds at, of this era are at writing romances. <laughs> and Jordy, Star Wars anyone? is sadly no. Yeah, I read the uh, the. J.W. Rinsler book about the making of this movie. And, you know, I, I Love You, I Know was made up on the set. Mm-hmm. Do, you, yeah. do, you, do you all know what the original lines were? I love you too. <laughs> more, more than that. You look like a oh. scruffy-headed nerf herder. Leia, I love you. I couldn't tell you before, but it's true. Oh, too much Han, already. Just remember that, because I'll be back. And he's frozen in carbonite at that point. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> that's real bad. So, so when, uh, you know, you know, I feel like there's Lucas bad dialogue. And then in this, you know, of course, it was given to Lawrence Kasdan. And then you have to get another step up from that. Because basically, uh, Ford and uh, Irving Kirshner, the director, uh, worked it out on the day to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God. Yeah, that's it's, Less is it's more. a lot better. That's the thing about yeah. I think I there are times where I look at like movies and then I realize like, huh, in this whole long, long scene, you guys have said like three lines of dialogue and the rest has yeah. been like just setting the scene and being characters and doing the thing like you. Less is more. You don't need a yep. lot. No. Nope. Yeah. Mm. Which, again, not the Lucas ethos, especially yeah. when he's got all the CG in the world and all the money and no one stopping him in the prequels. Yeah. yeah. So in this film, we get sort of our first, I think, um, you know, what we would think of as lightsaber fight. Yeah. It's it's still not like the fucking ridiculous acrobatics that we get. Uh, <laughs> acrobatics, you say? Yes, in the CG <laughs> era. But um, it's you know, it, you do get a flippy bit from Luke. Briefly. You get a flippy bit. There's a little bit. There's some acrobatics. One thing that strikes me though about this fight is. This is like, you know, Luke thinks that he is 
king jedi that he is like the top he trained with yoda he trained with yoda for like a week a whole fucking week he he took the fucking you know two-week intensive with yoda and he shows up and he's gonna fight darth vader and darth vader doesn't actually want to kill him yeah no he's holding back the whole time and like I don't. I, I also just think he's just fucking with him too. Oh yeah. Like he'd rather freeze and, him in carbonite. Yeah, but he could literally pick him up with the force <laughs> and put him into the carbonite that's machine so, if he really wanted to. Luke couldn't to. fight back. He doesn't have that power yet. I think that's actually not that exactly, but I think one of the robot chicken sketches that they did with Star Wars was Luke jumps, like you said, Jake. But instead of going, Ugh, Vader just uses the force. It's like, oh no, you don't. Yeah. Looks like, let me nice. go! Hey. You're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, typical yeah. Luke, blindly winging rescue attempts. I loved it, because, you know, Leia tells him, like, 15 times, it, it's a trap. Don't, yeah. d- don't, don't go in there. You, you new moron, don't go in there. Don't rescue me. It's not, it's not you. I'll be fine. And he's like, aha, but if I know it's a trap, does it still count as a trap? Oh, Luke, thank you, Luke, no. Lito. <laughs> I think there's also a question here, and maybe I'm thinking too much into this movie. That was um, your first mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so ostensibly Vader's plan was to get Luke into the carbonite machine, freeze him up, mm-hmm. and then take him as a popsicle mm. to the Emperor. Like, that's mm-hmm. what he claimed his plan was. But then he, like, he improvises and is like, oh, I'll tell him that I'm his dad, and I'll try to get him to join me. Hey, why don't we also kill the Emperor while we're at it? Like. Yep. He comes with this whole new thing, and I'm and I kind of wonder if that wasn't like actually his plan all along. It probably was. Like if he, it, like he, like the the little fight was more of a test to see, like, hey, is is he actually is there does, potential is, here? Is there potential? And the fact that he, you know, manages to escape the carbonite machine is evidence enough that he's good enough to to be his uh, his apprentice and and take out the the emperor together, which I think yeah. is. Yeah, that's definitely a Sith, a Sith way to think. Yeah, they're often like working to take out their. Yeah, it's masters. like I'll try to kill you. If I can't kill you, I'll try to get you to join me, and we'll kill my boss. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically how all of the Sith work in all of the movies. And they all have secret apprentices that they're not supposed to have because there's only supposed mm. to be two of them. Who's gonna stop them? Me. There we go. Oh, poor Leia for the second half of the movie. She got on, she was in her, her snow gear for the first half, and then she got a nice dress very briefly, yep. and then they stuck her in a white onesie for mm. the rest of the movie, and I was well, I, very sad on her behalf. I think the onesie was the base of her snow gear. Just Why did she change back? <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the Empire is, no, no nice dress for you. Back in the stinky onesie. Hmm. Well, they did laundry at uh, Cloud City. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, it came out of the dryer. She after after the the whole ice belting incident. Hmm. Love that a uh, a blaster bolt to the chest just like caused three PO to fucking explode. <laughs> like it didn't just Me cause too. him to have a big hole in his chest. And he goes down like his arm somehow ripped in half. <laughs> like his head popped off like one of those crash test dummy toys. I mean, practically the same thing happened in the last movie when he fell down. <laughs> but see, with that, an arm broke off at the joint, so that makes a little more sense. Like in mm-hmm. this one, he got shot in the chest, 
And like somewhere mid upper arm, it just cracked. It's like what? Who built you? Oh right, <laughs> some dick. R two. <laughs> I like how he met another droid mm. that looked like him, and that droid Who knew was better. rude. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, that droid just like fuck you. I like. He I like remembering. Told him to eat shit, didn't he? Yeah, like, it sounds eat like eat something? shit. Eat Utah. That's it. Eat, eat shit, asshole. What were you saying, Carl? Oh, I um, you know, the stuff with R two falling apart is is kind of like I feel like that's another thing that's been expanded in the in the special edition, and I, I kind of wish it would. I kind of wish they would stop uh, doing that. I, don't know, I feel like um, that's always how it was. I might yeah. be misremembering, but. But you know, you know, it's interesting. I've heard two things. I heard Irvin Kershner didn't like C three PO. No one likes C three PO. But Anthony Daniels claimed that Irvin Kershner liked C three PO and gave him so much screen time that Daniels felt it was too too much exposure for the character. So either even Irvin Kershner is a masochist, or he just really likes. C3PO. No, I think no. That's the thing. If you really hate C three PO. Put in a lot of C three PO because then everyone's gonna hate C three PO. I see. Point. Oh, Plus it's he spends it's uh, a lot of his time blown to shit. Mm. Yeah, true. Speaking of three PO units, I never what? noticed this before, but there's a. I, I mean, I've always noticed that in Hoth, there's a white three PO unit as part of the like Rebel crew. But what I didn't notice until this time was that it had two little red pips painted on it, which means. It seems they actually made that one an officer, <laughs> whereas like three PO is just an indentured servant. Oh, interesting. Amuses me. Like, hey, three PO, we pay this one. Fuck you. Mm. Unfortunately, it dies. It's you can see it. Like eyes are turned off and shit. And it's I mean, like, as we see though, like you can pretty much completely destroy one of these things and then true. put it back together when you're in prison and don't have any tools and you have giant monster hands. My God, the scene in which those little little creature things are basically playing keep away with mm. pieces of, of 3PO against <laughs> Chewie. I don't know what it's doing in this movie. It, it's entirely <laughs> out of place and, and like very fillery. But it's still hilarious. Now, th are those supposed to be the same things? From the Mandalorian, that yep. the, the the friends, okay. Because in this one, they didn't seem to have speech; they just kind of went. Yeah, well, you know, it's their native tongue. They use it with each other, and oh, okay. Yeah, that's what Caitlin says. Like, oh god, the next time they fuck with this, they're gonna add Queel in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I did say that because it's like I, I for the first time in my life, I noticed what those guys were doing in there. And I was like, oh shit, it's the little pig monsters like Queel. And I was like, oh, damn it. And, what, what's the, it, and his, his catchphrase is, uh, I, I have spoken. I, I, I spoke, yeah, that's instead of going, nah, nah, this, we go, I have spoken, I have spoken, I have spoken, I have spoken. Oh, I hate it. Nah. Like some kind of horrible Pokemon. Speaking, nah. speaking of Mandalorian, so who's more of a just little brat, Yoda or Grogu? Oh, I thought you were going to say Yoda or Luke. <laughs> Grogu or old Grogu. Do you know, I actually told some girls at work that Baby Yoda isn't actually Baby Yoda, and I blew their fucking mind. Did they not watch the show? Did they just no, they see didn't. the merchandise in stores? Probably not. 
Right. Yeah. yeah, no, they haven't seen it. They just they just thought. But even then, like, you know, before we were watching it, I think it was known that it wasn't actually. Yeah, because the timeline doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it takes right. place. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was go- I was still going with it was like a clone that the emperor made. Mm, luckily, no. Well, Maybe. still could be. Oh God, <laughs> no, because they gave him a they gave him a name. Just because so. he has a name doesn't mean. I, I will say this is my first time watching Empire in a while, and I forgot how much I missed Muppet Yoda. Yes, <laughs> this is definitely the best Yoda, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, because like he's so dull in the prequels. Well, and even when he was a puppet in Episode One, like he was shit. He was yeah, like I don't a think they fan made thing practically yeah, yeah i and actually they... i actually have like the website open right now of that just says what the whole what the whole team was for each movie because some of them overlap various movies yeah of who was responsible for yoda because it was a team fucking effort like i guess you know I, I'm, I'm sure frank oz gets most of the credit because he does most of the puppeting and also does the voice because even though uh, Lucas didn't want to use Frank Oz's voice. They just couldn't find a good way, or they couldn't think of a way that someone not puppeting it could have the voice sync up with the way that it was mm. like talking. Um, but just like the team that makes this guy happen is is nuts because they. And I'm gonna say more next week because I have more stuff on um, slug thing. God damn Java. it. Jabba. I have more info on Jabba of of just what it takes to make a Jabba, which is a lot. Um, But just Yoda, like, I'm watching him, like, his eyes move, his eyebrows move, his ears move, his mouth moves, his, his, he he walks and like, I know, um, oh, I wrote it down. Um, what's his name? It's gone now. Yoda. His name's Yoda. His name is Yoda. Deep Roy. Deep Roy does the walking when Yoda has to walk a couple of times. Oh, really? Wow. wow. I didn't even realize he was in movies about that far, that long ago. He's actually, yeah, no, he is another one. He uh, he did work in early Doctor Who, even. Wow. The Yoda's voice always uh, abuses me because I can't hear Yoda and not hear Miss Piggy. Yeah, it's Miss Piggy with oh. a cold, for sure. You know, so it's I like, said the same thing when I was watching it. You know what's like, funny, though? Talking about how they couldn't figure out how to make someone who wasn't the puppeteer voice it. Hmm. Frank was clearly sitting there keeping mum, because the Muppets had done that multiple times already. <laughs> In fact, like, even, like, I mean, this would be later, but even before that, but, I mean, the Dark Crystal, uh, I don't think any... Neither of the Gelflings, at the very least, were voiced by their puppeteers. Those were dubbed later. But uh, even though, like, again, early Muppet sketches, like, before they decided on Miss Piggy's voice, she had, like, several yeah. several distinct voices in the first season of The Muppet Show. Oh, wow. But, yeah, they, so they, they were used to dubbing later. So, clearly, he was just like, oh, yeah, George, geez, I know, I wish I could help. <laughs> he just really wanted this fucking Jedi Master ancient wisdom warrior man to be miss piggy he just wanted to do miss piggy yeah now i i uh i hear grover more than miss piggy personally (laughs) excellent also a good choice but what's fascinating is like i don't even think about this while he's on like something about he slows it up just enough or something Mm, that there's gravity there yeah, and it's such you know I normally don't like things in movies about like how how great the force is or or like you know quasi mystical stuff, but like he he 
you know, for for whatever reason, like I feel like if I disappointed Yoda, I would feel bad. Like he would he would make me feel guilty. Mm. Like he is just that kind of uh, that kind of teacher, like a mm. like a crusty uncle Jedi master. It's, it's I think it's a combination of the performance, the believability they inject into the puppet, yeah, and uh, William's score. Yes, he really think, does um, some really good work here. Yeah, I think something also you know about um, Yoda that strikes me or that struck me about this movie is. He does he does the backward speech a bit, mm. but not consistently. Not consistently. And in, in like when they bring him back for the prequels, Ugh. literally every sentence is is you know, reversed. It's it's switched yeah. up. Yeah. So it's like the they, defenses they, 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 create. Yeah. Yeah, like they, like in this movie he says like, you know, when Luke's like, I'm not scared, you should be or you will be. It's not be. be, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's that perfect. Would be totally like flanderized the uh the fucking shit out of yoda mm-hmm. in yeah. those movies where it's like they're like they didn't understand the character and they're like well what are things we know about yoda well he's really wise he's really old oh and when he speaks he does this weird thing oh and he does backflips okay. now and what's sad is again this was 100 percent lucas writing this at this point yeah like if anyone should get yoda well then again he didn't write the yoda in this movie either though um, true. But yeah, yeah I feel like we're doing him. a lot of shitting on the prequels and we haven't even gotten there. Oh, we'll I can't wait. This later. Another uh, Yoda, Yoda fact. Um, it's not a Yoda fact. Um, I just felt like saying Yoda, Yoda fact. fact. Corner. Um, Yoda fact. You know, some, something that, that um, you know, because everyone <laughs> always talks about how the, the big, the big twist of this movie is, you know, that Darth Vader's Luke's father. But wait, I what? also think, um, no, th- I also think that there's, I think it's a. I think the fact that Yoda is Yoda mm. is a pretty significant twist in the movie. Yeah, because you so think he's cool. just a senile nutcase yeah, who lives like, in a swamp and is a jerk. Like you, we encounter this, and like if this it's were like true. a reg, like a fantasy movie. I mean, it is a fantasy movie, but if it was like you know, oh, we're off to find the dragon's lair. You know, y- the character that Luke <coughs> meets. The little goofy thing that's trying to steal his food and fight with R two D two is like takes R two is like is like the little wood nymph that you know is mischievous but like really wants to help, uh, and he's the guy that actually does lead you to the wizard. Yeah, but in this movie, he is the wizard. Yeah, and I think the fact and like when you realize that that this little goofy thing that's been you know being a pest it's for, how you lay low like yeah. he doesn't want like just any old asshole coming in and bothering him he's a fucking jedi well i'm also yeah. assuming that he doesn't get a lot of visitors uh probably not i mean he'd have to call in a plasterer to help him build his hut no he just assembled he's it with the force force, force hut mm. it's interesting because that makes me think I, I won't go on about this but promise one of the last, I think, <laughs> truly great things Lucas did was Willow. And if you've never seen it, it's a fantasy movie that I think similarly subverts a lot of expectation. Uh, and is very worth watching. No, oh, is that the one with um, Warwick, Warwick Davis? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Seen I'd it. like to, because I do... Jake and I recently, and we'll talk about this next week, too. We watched uh, his mockumentary series, Life's So Short... Which is <laughs> delightful. Nice. Uh, just how much he gets, like, trounced on. Uh, it's it's very 
him, uh, and I enjoy it. And yeah, he brings up Willow a lot. He brings up um, his character that we'll see next week a lot. It's very cute. Yeah, yeah. No, Willow is it's actually on Disney Plus. Oh, um, neat. It's really good. It does things that are surprising, at least to me. Uh, and also, holy shit, uh, Peter Jackson clearly loves that movie because there's a lot of aesthetic similarities between Willow and Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Did they have any of the aesthetics designers overlap? I have no idea. Like, I feel like you give, you give too much credit to the directors when there is... There are other directors on movies. No, I know, but he did. I mean, I don't. I do know that he was very involved with a lot of that film, like its look and feel and how it all worked. He was. He had a lot more involvement than some directors might have. This is a little known fact about Lord of the Rings. Oh, damn it. We're on Lord of the Rings now. It's actually based <laughs> on a book. What? Actually, a trilogy of books, also what? called The Lord of the Rings. Holy uh, shit. Actually, uh, as far as Tolkien is concerned, it was one book. His publishers made him break it into three to make it more marketable. Oh, so you've heard of it. Unfortunately, it's a great cure for insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> I tried you know, so many times. The Tolkien's movies are way not better. much of a writer for someone heralded for being such a great writer. Yeah. He's a world builder more than a writer, yeah, I feel. Kind of like George. Hey, speaking of George, he did this movie. Let's talk about this movie some more. You That's know what we you know George what we haven't Star talked Wars. about yet? Ben uh, Lando Calrissian. Oh yeah. Nailed it. Lando Lakes. Lando Calrissian is wonderful, wonderful cape. Yeah. He does have a great I like I like him and, and Han. They yeah. they're both the same type of person, but like you can tell Scoundrel. Lando is Yeah, like like uh, like uh Han is facing more scoundrel word and Lando is facing more uh cape word (laughs) (laughs) and it's like yeah it's like han says he's actually like been running this not quite legitimate business legitimately for a while and he's kind of started to grow up he introduces himself as the administrator of this like place facility yeah Yeah, it's like oh administrator we've I've been an administrator lots of times. Never any place as cool as Cloud City. Yeah, I say. But yeah, I mean he's you running. Apply. He I seems should. to run like everything. You know, it's like he runs the city. He runs the mining thing. You know, he has his like, you know, code where he can just be like, "Hi, everybody, it's Lando." How many times do you think he abused that before Daily. that moment? And what? The, I mean, okay, what does he expect is going to happen when he tells the entire city? Hey, stormtroopers, you might want to evacuate. Fucking chaos! <laughs> I mean, That's that was probably, probably okay, his, though. Yeah, that was kind of what he, I think, wanted. It helped distract from their own attempts to rescue Han and escape. Yeah. A lot of people got crushed that day. Oh, so many. So many. Um, so does, so does, does he own Cloud City? Is Cloud City just like his personal property? I think so. I think he's like... Uh. Burgermeister Meisterburger of Cloud City. Yeah, but Burgermeister Meisterburger doesn't own Sombertown. He's, well, he's the, the mayor ruler, or something. Though. No, he's like the mayor. Yeah, and he can pass any decree he wants In fact, without he's anyone the Burger stopping Meister. him. This which makes him the master SpongeBob of the SquarePants pants? It, no, it's, it's from, from fucking Santa, Santa Claus. Claus is coming to oh, town. No. I have no idea why the fuck Chris is talking about that shit. It's not even October. <laughs> 
I but, think uh, I think Han says that uh, Lando conned it off of somebody. Someone, yeah. So Probably. I think he does own it. Okay. Yeah. It would have been great if you had continued that and been like, "Yeah, I think uh, I think Lando says something about it." Him having <laughs> some. Never mind. I can't. I can't. Oh no, we've Break broken Caitlin. Uh, uh, joke. Herself this time. Uh, saying it's the a Empire has taken control of the joke. To uh, self-sealing stem bolts. <laughs> oh god, everything. Sorry, please remove all. of I wonder this. if he ever gets gets it back, like, or if it's just gone now. Because I'd be pretty pissed. I'm curious what happens to Lando after the uh, the sequel. The because he's not in the sequel trilogy very much. He shows he lives up in, like the a end. hippie bus. Has, yeah. But I, I, I'm interested in, in what that guy is up to. Yeah. Fucking robots somewhere, if uh, yeah. the Solo movie is to be believed. Yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed when Chewbacca is, is choking him with rage, <laughs> and then Lando goes, there's still a chance to save Han. <laughs> and, and you know that it's that scene which allows for that scene in uh, Solo, where they're like, hi, my name is Han. No, Han, no, I'm going to call you Han. Oh, well, no, no, I mean, the thing is, nobody has ever agreed on Star Wars what anybody's name is pronounced. <laughs> I know. Because we have Han and Han. Leah. And we have Leia and Leah. And yes. we actually, we had both in this movie. It yep. started out somebody talked uh, referred to her as Leah. Yep. And then later in the movie someone said Leia. And there's no n- there was never any indication where it changed. In the previous movie she was just Leah. So this this is apparently where Leia starts. Yeah. And of course, you know, sometimes it's Luke, sometimes it's Luke. Sometimes it's Lucas. Oh, no, tr- cross that out. That wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean Darth Vader's old first name used to be Darth. Yep. Yep. That changes eventually. It's title. Mm. But yeah, no, I mean, Lando, you can't blame Lando. No, he's, you know, he's, decent, Darth he's straight up, up about it, you know. Yeah. Vader shows up and is like, hi. You go, whatever the fuck you want, you terrifying wizard. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, I think it's impressive that he turns so quickly. Of course, kids, uh, you know, I think, I think kids judge Lando more harshly. Yeah. But adults, they, yeah. we kind of know, like, yeah. It's hard, it's hard like, to do I this. I wouldn't have the fucking backbone to stand up to Vader. Yeah. Gotta give Han credit for just straight up trying to shoot him. I mean, yeah, that didn't like, work. What, how else are you going to do at that point? <laughs> how anticlimactic would that have been for everybody? It's like, poof, he goes down, and we're just like, oh, fuck, it worked. <laughs> Hooray! Um, yeah. Like, even the stormtroopers are like, wait, that we could have just shot the asshole? <laughs> you know how many of my friends he's killed? Aww. Boba Fett comes out like, uh, do I still get paid? Which which voice do I have? Uh, do, <laughs> I, do I still get paid, mate? Crikey! And now, yeah, kill me, boss. Um, yeah, I mean that scene's interesting, right? Because he shoots at Vader. Vader stops the bullet and and steals his gun. Invites them to dinner. Yeah, and then they all go in the room like they're gonna sit down for dinner. And there's a fully set table, so. Yeah. I can only assume that there is a, a deleted scene where they're just very awkwardly eating and like like Darth Vader just has like a straw going into like the, the <laughs> vent on the front of his mask yeah, he's and going like down to like a bowl of sandwich. soup. I want my sippy cup. Emergency <laughs> induction port. And like um, Boba Fett can take his helmet off but doesn't want to so you just see him awkwardly like 
trying to shove food into his mouth from below, like, son of a bitch. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how much Boba Fett became a thing. I was thinking that, you know, it's... It's got a jetpack. It's cool. Yeah. It's like the Rocketeer. Mm, But not as handsome. Well, you know, this ties a little bit into the movie financing, too, because Lucas was an independent at this time. He had all the toy sales to keep this movie afloat, and it went way over budget. So when you see that scene where Vader's talking to bounty hunters, and there's like a giant lizard bounty hunter, and there's like just a guy, uh, Bosk, Forlom... Uh, Dengar. Dengar. I don't. I don't remember uh, the rest of their the names. The guy from uh, the, the robot from I did it. Yeah, the robot from Mandalorians. But they're in there for less than sixty seconds, and they're only they're in there basically so he can make toys of them. And we know most of their names at this. And point. We, yeah, and and people would games. write. Yeah, video games, expanded universe. So he's paying the piper to a degree with mm. yeah. scenes like that. But, but like, Boba Fett. All, yeah. Oh, like, it's very perplexing. Yeah. And, and he he is... I, I don't think I even knew who he was when I saw this movie the first few times. Like, oh, that's Boba Fett? Well, they yeah, don't even he say doesn't his do name anything. No. Until the second one. He's just the bounty hunter. Yeah. He gets, he gets his name in uh, Jedi. I mean, now that he has a New Zealand accent, he's probably a lot more <laughs> memorable, but... Mm. Not in the old days. No. <laughs> Yeah, but I still feel like of all the characters in this film, he's got. I think this is the end of his lines. Does he have any lines in Return of the Jedi? I don't know that he does. I don't think so. I think I think he just hangs around. He barely had lines in Boba. this movie. Yeah. I know he had like three lines, and uh, yeah, he get sarlacked. And, I mean, yeah. and he gets gets sarlacked, gets made a bitch. Gets better. Yeah, no, it's, it's all. It's like Abe said, less is more, and it was just yeah. this intriguing guy. In this groovy suit, and people are like, what, "Who was that? I want to know more about the helmet man." And, well, also, I want the I want the action figure. I do. Want to the an extent, figure. some people had already met him because, of course, he famously oh, premiered the in the holiday special. <laughs> game was yeah. talking oh, about. Star Wars! <laughs> the Christmas oh, really? special is what I meant to say. What a fucking there was, idiot! There yeah. the one, <laughs> my brain is dead. There's, oh. yeah, there's okay. an animated short that was part of the holiday special, which. I think, actually, they don't have the holiday special on Disney+, Plus, but I think they took out just the short, so you can watch mm. just the short if you want. Now, and that formally introduced Boba Fett. So there's a, ref- there's, a, there's a mention near the top of the film where Han Solo talks about having run into a bounty hunter. Is that a reference to that cartoon? I don't remember, but oh, it is, I think, supposed to be Boba Fett at the very least. How many yeah, people I, watch this I, I, cartoon? I mean, everybody back then, probably. It was, you know, before it became a laughing stock. when everyone saw it, it was a big deal. It was like, oh shit. It's the, <laughs> when everyone it's, saw it. it. It's a Star Wars Between thing. it happening and people seeing it, it was a big deal. <laughs> well, people were probably really excited, you know? It's like, the, you know, we know there's going to be a new movie, but like, oh shit, we're going to get a TV thing? And, oh, this is going to be great. And everyone sat down and watched it and went, what? What the fuck? But yeah, the, the really the most famous thing about it, aside from its horribleness, is the short that introduces Boba Fett. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Although he had he had been featured once before at some fucking state fair 
like Lucasfilm sent some people in costumes and someone showed up in an early all white version of Boba Fett's armor. Mm. So that was a very niche audience right there. They have, of course, since made an action figure of the State Fair Boba Fett that you can buy. And I think Boba Fett's armor actually was based on an early version of Stormtrooper armor, but don't quote me on that. I can see that. Makes sense. Oh, I did mention earlier briefly, uh, Ben Burt is another person who really is very responsible for the world of Star Wars. Macquarie came up with a lot of the look. Ben Burt was their Foley guy, who actually, I think, worked on all the prequels as well. I don't know if he worked on the sequels. He's worked on Wally. He's worked on a ton of things. Uh, and one thing that throughout the years remained practical and sane was the Foley stuff. And whenever you get, like, if you ever want to sit down and watch any special feature things, like, the stuff about the sound effects is always fascinating. Uh, you know, the, the blaster bolts are... He basically took a took a mic out into the field, found one of those, like, wires that helps hold up power lines... Cables, power, fucking, what's the word? Electric? Telephone poles. Telephone poles? Like Like telephone poles. You found like, you know, one of those cables that helps kind of brace it. Guy wire. Thank you. Yes. And he kept tapping that wire with like a wrench or something until he got the sound he wanted. Like he recorded it and I think, you know, sped it up a little bit. But like everything was a practical thing. The, um... The walkers are an industrial paper cutter. Wow. That's awesome. And even again, even in the prequels where so much was going digital, he was going out in the real world with a microphone and recording real sounds. Like even some of the stuff that you think must be just some computer garbage. No, he like found weird airplanes and automobiles to get these strange engine noises for the uh, pod racing and stuff. And... He's really, if, if you're anyone who is at all interested in the world of sound effects, Ben Burt is amazing. Yeah, he's a visionary. Yeah, and like you wouldn't, you know, what's, you know, it wouldn't sound, the whole soundscape of Star Wars is basically completely him. What's and the I sound remember- TIE Fighters make? You know the sound I mean. Yeah, you know, I honestly don't oh. remember. Oh. I will look it up and find out for you, though. What are we saying, Carl? You know, uh, you know who else uh, is great in in the Star Wars crew, and this is another thing that sucks about the uh, special editions. Mm. All three of these movies were edited by Marsha Lucas, but you wouldn't know that because her name was taken off in the special editions what? and replaced with Lucas? the guy who uh, who edited the special editions. But these are her choices and her cuts, and she is, you know, I, I think... The only reason it's a good fucking movie. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, you can just, com- just compare this to a prequel to show what hmm. kinetic ed- editing does. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's one of the many things, I, you know, I think that's a huge downside. Like, there are people who worked on Star Wars who went in to see the special editions to find that their contributions were erased. Yeah. Uh and in Marsha Lucas's case, she she won an Emmy for editing Star Wars. Well. And uh her credit is not there. That's uh, fucked. And that's, that's wrong. That's yeah. really fucked. That's just petty. Why were they divorced when this happened? Yeah. They, they were yeah. Oh, what a fucking ago. piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck you, George yeah. Lucas. Eat a bag of dicks. And I wonder like if it's a technicality because I think 
for the special editions, they actually did go back to the camera negatives and recut. So it's probably based on, you know, like some kind of technicality. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a out of date rule for this that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure Hollywood credit is such junk. Like you, you don't know it's so unfair. And it, it seems, but you know, Ralph McQuarrie's name is still on the special editions and, uh, you know, everybody, I think all the major players are basically still on there. Yeah. It's, it's such a, especially for Empire, which doesn't really, I mean, we were talking about the disappointing changes, but like, you know, I think, I think New Hope has a lot more disappointing special edition changes and Jedi is like, I feel like Jedi is like a house gutting job in some scenes. But this yeah, is basically, remember. yeah. I'm sure they completely, well, not completely, but I'm sure they heavily CG the. Yeah. Well, they completely changed the songs in a couple of places. Oh, yeah, they replaced Yub Nub with that yeah. new one, which, I don't know. What oh. Yub-Nub? I Get can't remember Jedi, Jedi Rocks. Jedi guys. Rocks. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's right. Oh, uh, it's so bad. It's so yeah. bad. It's so what? bad. What is this? There's a, there's a, in Return of the Jedi, there's this ridiculous, and we'll see it next week, probably. Depends on the version uh, you watch, right? Yeah, it's, it's only in the special, Disney it's only in the special edition. Is what we'll be watching, It's this really, maybe they fix the CG, but in the original special edition, it was really, really poor CG of a singing and dancing frog. Oh, that, I hate yeah. that frog. Yes, I do know the frog. Yeah, yes. it's horrible. And it's, again, it's, yeah. Speaking of erasing people's contributions, the weird long mouth lip monster that's there. Mm-hmm. Now it's terrible CG. It used to be a puppet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great puppet, though. It no, was- but I mean, I'd take that over the CG. I, I will say, what, speaking of Turn Jedi, what is a good puppet, though, is the weird blue elephant thing. I think that's a suit, right? I don't know what it is, but it's, it's wonderful. It is, yeah. It looks like he's made of marshmallow. But anyway, that's the next week. for that. Yes, yes, it is. So one of the things that people always talk about is that sort of startling, for lack of a better term, about (gasps) this movie is that it puts its giant set piece at the beginning. Like the Battle of Hoth is supposed to be your third act, not your opening gambit. Because, you know, and again, just signs of having a better writer on board. The climax isn't this big, crazy, frenetic battle. It's this intimate sword fight you know, big reveal moment that is, you know, a very different kind of thing. And again, after after the first one, and just sort of the rules of adventure movies, you know, you're supposed to have a big something at the end. And instead, it's something that's so much, like, tighter focused on these two people having this fight. And mm. uh, at the time, you know, it was a really big deal. Like, they thought it was crazy. You know, it's like, no, no, that that... What are you doing? That's not how you open your movie. That's how you end it. No, no, we're fine. And if we and, weren't yeah. convinced enough that Darth Vader was just fucking with Luke, at one point, Darth Vader just decides, I'm not even going to bother fighting this guy. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to throw crap at, at him. him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to beat the shit out of him from 20 feet away by throwing random artifacts. The, the best The best part is, you. Can, I, I'm sure it's still out there somewhere, but... There is footage, you know, it literally was just people right off screen just chucking shit at Mark Hamill. I want that like job. Just, Throwing just crewmen in t-shirts and shit, just fucking hucking things at him. <laughs> Mark Hamill's flailing. David Prowse is in a corner with his helmet off having a cigarette, probably. Cocaine. 
Or that. <laughs> Cocaine-laced cigarette, probably. Which which is the brand that has the little divot in the filter so you can put cocaine in? That's the urban legend, but... You know, I, I think... Uh... I think this is common knowledge, but, you, you know, they, they did not let David Prowse know that Darth was Luke's father. That's right. And he That's didn't right. find out until the day the movie huh. was premiered. He found out at the same time America did. Yeah, Wait, so he didn't, know, he didn't know what line he was saying? Yeah, well, the, the, the line, line they gave him was, uh, I believe the line they gave him was, I killed your father. No, it was uh, Obi-Wan killed your father. Obi-Wan oh. killed your father. That's oh, right. that's also a good twist. Yeah, though. that's, yeah, that is pretty good. I mean, from a certain point of view, he almost did. Yeah. <laughs> he thought certain he did, point certainly. of view. Yeah. But I guess they took Hamill aside and said, okay, quick thing. Yeah. Uh, you're, he, we're, we're giving him. Uh, David Prowse blabs too much. He's he's oh, uh, no. tells convention fans everything. So what really what he's going to say is, "I'm your father." So you have to react like it was. Meanwhile, you. Prowse is like, "Wow, he's really not taking this news about <laughs> yes. killing his father very well." <laughs> I thought he always <laughs> knew this. <laughs> Man, this kid's a real overactor. Jeez. Yeah. I bless Mark Hamill. <laughs> But he does something with his face in that scene that keeps me from being able to take it entirely seriously. Because, like, the way he says no, it really emphasizes his incisors. So he just looks like a chipmunk to me during that part. Yeah. Well, he's that primal. He's, he's in touch with his animal nature. Meow. And at his heart, <laughs> Luke Skywalker is a chipmunk. Yes. There. I buy it. He's is he the Indiana Jones or the Tom Selleck one? <laughs> I love how completely impractical that fall is. Like, I can't, I can't, I, I won't live like this. I'm going to jump for it. Ah, uh, lucky, it turns into a water slide. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, it's, 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 it's the force, the force. Oh, no, now I've fallen. Oh, good thing I grabbed this pole. The force. Will the force. Now to signal Leia, but how? But that's the thing, you don't care, because the I, I Am Your Father is so great. Yeah. You don't want him to win at that point. You just want him to go back out and lick his wounds and think about what's going on. Get a fake hand put on and shit. And this is, this is what makes this, I think this is arguably the greatest sequel in movie history. Because it's, it's the first one to make as much money as the uh, original. And it's the first one to sort of, you know, this was like the same year as Jaws 2, I think. But like this was, you know, they, they set up with Hoth, you know, like you were saying, they set up the big fire sequence. And then instead of the, the ending, like it ends at a completely different position than what you think the movie is promising. Yeah. And like just the quiet sort of rebellious emancipation from convention of that mm. is... uh. Yeah, well, I, I approve. Mean, Hi, Marks. You know, Hi, Mark one, of our, one of our heroes has been captured, possibly to be killed. We don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, Luke has been maimed. Did they know there was going to be a third movie, or did they not know? Yes, they did, and they weren't a hundred percent sure if they'd be able to get Harrison Ford. Yeah, back, that much which I is know. Part of the reason they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it really it it works. Um, yeah. For the end of the film, it also something occurred to me. I'm pretty sure the only so outside of the original movie, you know, the, the one we watched last week, outside of that, the only other time in the entire series that Luke is on the Millennium Falcon is when he gets picked up from from Cloud City. Yep. 
he never go he's never ever on the Falcon again. Nope. Mm. Which nope. Is, there was going to be a sequence of him uh wandering around it feeling all nostalgic in episode eight, but it got cut. Well, why would he though? Because he he's been on it like three times. Otherwise he's only in his uh He's Why only we? ever in his uh, little Excellent. little fighter. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, he was on it a bunch of times we didn't see because of yeah. stuff. Did a lot of masturbating know. in there. Lucas <laughs> didn't make it implicit. We can't be sure it happened. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The comics and the cartoons did. Oh. Right. Um, but no, yeah, no, you're right. And we actually, I don't think, ever see Han on the Falcon again after this, because he spends all of Jedi... Well, we do in the sequels. Well, that, oh, that's true. Forgot about that. But yeah, at least yeah. for the original trilogy, it's the last time we see him for a while, because he's never on it in Jedi. Can I say that I also really loved Chewie and Han fixing up the Falcon? Oh, it yeah. reminded me of um, when we watched um, Parallels, the TNG episode where Worf goes on a out of peril universe adventure mm-hmm. and Riker and Worf are, tr- are, are in the bad bad universe where everything is exploding and they're yes. in a bad place yeah. and they just look like everything's falling to pieces around them it yeah. reminded me of that and I found it delightful yeah. yeah and also I like how this movie fulfills the promise of the first movie where everyone talks about how shitty and what a piece of junk the Falcon is and in this movie we actually see it's a piece of junk. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, yeah. the whole movie, the entire movie, it opens, you know, the, our first shot of, like, Chewie, he's working on the ship, yeah. trying to get it working. Then they spend the entire rest of the movie trying to get it to work. Really, if the Millennium Falcon wasn't a piece of junk, there wouldn't be a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> because they would have just left and gone with the rest of the fleet. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Must have been really just very heartbreaking for Lando. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Where's the sweet blue stripe, you dickhead? No idea what you're talking about. In the uh, in Solo, there was a nice... It looked much nicer. It the had paint a racing was new. Stripe it had a nice it? blue highlight. It was... It was and in much better shape. And it was full of the Katra, that robot he liked. That's, mm, let's gross. not think about that. That's weird, and I hate it. I'm gonna think about it more. Uh, yeah, that that that's another. Um, that's Solo treats this movie like Stations of the Cross or something. Like <laughs> we must, we must explain. Like that, there's that one offbeat reference uh, C3PO has about I. You know, your your computer has a strange dialect. All right, uh, you heard the man. Let's bring in Phoebe Waller Bridge. That. Oh my God. That is. Carl, I am using that for the rest of my life. Uh, I think you already did in Solo when we covered it. What? We we mentioned that when we covered Solo. No, no, not that. Referring to saying that Solo treats this like the Stations of the Cross. Oh, the Stations of the Cross. That is fucking (laughs) perfect. I mean, that is basically, I mean, it's it's very apt. I'll explain later. What do you mean the 
explain later. Maybe you don't have time don't... to go over it's... Catholicism. Yeah, it's... Can you just... come on, Carl. You can explain it in three sentences, can't you? It, it's it's like it's like religious rituals that are um, uh, checklist. It... It's like a checklist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All all the all the stuff you're supposed to do. I I actually am not raised Catholic, so I don't know quite what it is. But like the liturgical calendar, where like every single day of the year has a religious ritual you're supposed to remember and carry out. Yeah, but the Station of the Cross is a very specific thing to do around, yeah, around Easter with the crucifixion because right. they're obsessed with that. That's right. Okay, uh, great. The bloodier so, the better. See, that wasn't hard, was it, to explain that? Mm. Fine. But no, that's thank wow. you, Carl. That is, <laughs> I have never heard so perfect a descriptor. That's and all prequels are like that. It's it's. I mean, not all. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, the good ones aren't. Yeah, I mean, Better Call Saul isn't uh, like that. Perhaps we'll call it. The read alert. <laughs> oh my god. I fucking despise that. It's so bad. Oh, what's what's that from? Enterprise. Oh, it's from Enterprise. Oh no. No. Actually, wow. I think it's Archer that suggests read alert. I think he might, oh. yeah. Oh fuck, that is not a really good God episode. damn it, Archer. <laughs> Archer. Exactly. <coughs> watching Archer. Oh, the H. John Benjamin Archer? Yeah. yeah. And every, Excellent. He, he, there's like a guy, well, a, a running gag is that he keeps like shooting this one guy, Brett. Mm-hmm. And I think every time he shoots him, he's like, God damn it, Archer. Like, <laughs> I don't know. H. John oh, Benjamin is just funny. Oh, he's great. He's like any, anything his voice says, just funny. Agreed. Any brief final thoughts or. Star Wars is bad at torture devices. In this one, they, they're shoving, they're sort of slowly lowering Han into what looks like a reverse dentist's chair with sparks flying o- over it. Uh, they hurt a lot. Then in, yeah. the, in the New Hope, they have, the, that torture device there looks like a, a, a styrofoam ball with like a needle welded onto it. I like yeah. the one in Rogue One, that big monster thing that fucks you up. Oh, is that, is that like the, uh, is that like the tube? I don't remember Rogue it was like, It's an alien well. that just, like, oh, scours your brain. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The pilot, Rogue like, One would have a good torture device. The pilot, that would be like, the movie. lost his, uh, his mind and had to be pieced back together. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, depending on who you ask, it's all downhill from here. Rogue One is good. Yeah, we've already done it, though. Yeah. Oh, we've got for us. Is... Okay, fair. Jedi, the prequels, and episode yeah. seven. I, I like the end of Jedi, but the middle is kind of yeah. the, the bad gang is okay. The middle, the middle sucks. That's a it's a See, bad. I remember, middle. and I'm going to be reminded next week, obviously. But I remember really liking Jedi, and every time like a thing that happens in Jedi didn't happen in this movie, which is why I asked at the beginning, like, wait, what is it that people really think this movie is the one for? Because all the things that I, that I find memorable are in the next movie. Yeah, mm, there we go. I mean, the thing right. is about I think I think the thing about Jedi preview for next week, and you know, we'll talk about it. Next but I think week, that, Anna, start a steer her by. I think I think it starts. Very strong. I think. I think the Jabba stuff is really good. Oh yeah. I think they should have ended it ends there. <laughs> really strong, strong. I think the Luke Vader Emperor stuff is really good. I think basically everything that happens on the planet is is could just be thrown out. 
Well, we'll, we'll hear you say this oh, next is week, Is that Jake. the Ewok stuff? Because fuck Yeah, I mean, Ewoks really, I, they kept it in because they're like, hmm, Han Solo doesn't have anything to do in this movie. Yeah. So we got to give him something to do. We got, we actually we did for get, Harrison. get Harrison back when we didn't expect to, so... <laughs> All right. I, like, one uh, of these days, I gotta like get off. a card to hold up that just says "next week" to, <laughs> to like put in your face every time we're doing this kind of thing. Speaking of next week, I'll next hold week. up my card. This is next week. <laughs> next week, uh, we're gonna finish off the original Star Wars trilogy with uh, the Return of the Jedi, Sith Lord's Revenge, Electric Boogaloo <laughs> Two, and. Um, yeah, that's going to be good. You get to listen to me bitch about Ewoks, because fucking hate Ewoks. And, uh... Yep, no. yeah, Spoilers. Really if if yeah. anyone loved Ewoks, I thought it would have been Caitlyn. Caitlyn hates Ewoks. Damn. Yep, I hate them. Every fucking one of them. Anyway, more on that later. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, or if you just want to listen to a Star Trek podcast about Star Trek, you could skip this week. There's, like, 200 bajillion episodes before this that are just about Star Trek, so... Mm-hmm. If, just saying, if you have catching up to do, uh, you can just skip this Star Wars shit, and by the time you've caught up, you're probably back to Star Trek. But next week, yeah, more Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, you can subscribe if you don't want to miss out on the next episode. By, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for A Star to Steer Her By, or on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. That's a Star Steer Her By podcast. Nice abreaves. You can also check us out at sshbpodcast.com, our home on the web, and there you can find all kinds of good shit, including most recently our lovely Deep Space Nine fanfictions, our uh, top and bottom five of the Deep Space Nine entire series, and the top and bottom threes for season seven. So go give that a read. Yeah, I think that's really it. Uh, I've been Caitlin. I've been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Carl. Thank you for joining us, Carl. Carl, thanks for coming back again. We love you. Love you, too. Anything you want to pitch while you're Um, here with us? You should check out uh, unreliable-narrator.com, at which virtual theater is is available, probably including Stockholm, a uh, virtual theater piece from last August featuring Chris Chiampa. Hello. And uh, featuring Liz. Hey, oh, we know Liz. frequent flyer Liz. We know her. That's right. Awesome. You know, Carl, I want to apologize. I never got to watch it, so I'll be, I will be visiting so I can see it, because I, I feel terribly that I missed out, as I do love your work. Carl and Thank I you. go way back to 20, what, 12, I want to say? 2012. together, something like that. Uh, yeah. Caitlin, worked on lots and lots of theater, so. Yeah. Caitlin, frequent, frequent producer and stage manager. Of unreliable narrator shows and Carl, brilliant uh, artistic director, director, writer, basically everything that was ever called for ever. Carl wow. is a powerhouse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you. Well, yeah, thank you for joining us again. I'm sure we'll see you sometime. You want to come back for Voyager at some point? Sure, sure. I All like right. Voyager. All right. Yeah, Excellent. I've got lots of fun planned for Voyager. Excellent. Excitement. All right. Well, All right. In the meantime, Schwartz be with you. Obi Wan. Killed your father. <laughs> no! no, that's Empire.